Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey everyone welcome back to the ha podcast ashley and i are here today hello ashley hello hey hey we just finished going live inside of the ha society on this exact topic so this topic is fresh in our mind we went live but we decided to kind of do a fresh take of what we were talking about as an episode for you guys because the version the version live in the group is very like 
a bunch of friends chatting you know what I mean (laughs) so yes it's like colleagues office talk like by the water cooler type of thing (laughs) exactly but basically what treated was we wanted to do a conversation about blind spots like blind spots are a huge topic for us right now um we use them all the time in coaching part of our job is just to help find blind spots so I mean we recently released the blind spot checklist which is like three pages of just are these habits behaviors mindsets foods um still present in your life or is is it not present in your life um just to help you kind of discover what things you may be doing subconsciously or consciously and giving you the confirmation that you need that it's not serving you um you know, for us, a blind spot is something that, yeah, you are doing. That's not, that's not serving you. Yeah. And I think it's really important to know that, um, you need an outside opinion to really help you discover a blind spot. That's why it's called a blind spot. So, uh, just the simple fact of like, there's signs that you're probably picking up on that you have a blind spot. Um, and just like you said, the confirmation from an outside objective person is going to like it's just like a perfect marriage you're already kind of having an inkling about it and then somebody who's completely removed from the situation is able to see it clearly and boom that's where the magic happens and change happens I love it so it brings us I have a dm that I got um Mm. and if you ask me a dm you probably know by now it's either going to end up on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, you send me a DM, be careful and make sure you say if you don't want me to share, but keep you anonymous. Absolutely keep you anonymous. But I got this this um DM and it was interesting. Ashley asked me in the call that we just did in society. She's like, were you triggered by this? Ooh. And I'm like, I was totally triggered by this. Not personally, but just as a coach about like when you come across someone who has all of the blind spots, all you want to do is help them and show them and and it's like crawling out of my skin to do so and I have already responded to the person and the person if she's listening today know that I love you and I know you didn't respond to me because maybe it was confronting and I also wish right that I had asked this person before I responded do they want Mm. the like the truth like do they want the like my real answer or do they want the soft answer Mm. I have no idea how this person took it but I want to bring this to the table today because I think that this is a really great way for you guys to listen in do a little bit of your own um sort of soul searching or comparison as we talk as we read this and kind of talk through some of the blind spots that come up, see if maybe any of this helps you with the journey you're on. Anything to add there, Ash? Yeah, no, just, I like that the way that you were that either, do you want the soft one or the direct one, right? Like, like do you just want to get to the answer or do you need some encouragement? Um, the other thing that like we kind of brought up was like, I think it's great to ask, like, do you want confirmation or do you want truth? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, those are pretty heavy hitters right then and there. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always tough, right? To yeah through, through a DM and as well, right? Like this is a DM. You're not a, a client. You're not a paying client. Like we we're not. I'm not going to spend a ton of time with you. Honestly, like going back and forth in DMs. I wish I could, but I can't. I wish a lot that I was working with this person. Mm. I care a lot about this person, um, who I don't really know, uh, and I wish that 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 could happen, but. That's why we're going to doubly address it right now today. And anyone else who sees themselves in this message, I'm going to read it. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Cool. So she says, hey, my height is 167 centimeters. I weigh around 65 kilos back in February last year. Now I weigh about 49 kilos. Sorry, now I weigh 49 kilos. I lost weight in a healthy way with brisk walking. I don't eat red meat, pasta, potato, sweets because of my beliefs to be more orientated toward nature. I eat fruit and vegetables primarily. I also have an ambition to try modeling. To be honest, I have never felt stronger, more flexible and better. I was restricting calories in the past, but now I'm eating about 2000 calories a day. My skin, my appearance, my hair and flexibility improved. Since June, I was under chronic stress because I moved to the new I moved to a new country for summer. I'm at university and I'm constantly studying to have A grades. I only noticed one problem. I didn't get a period for two and a half to three months. And I believe she means that this is current. Pregnancy is not the case. Could you give me some advice? I'm eating a balanced diet and I'm taking magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin B complex, um, and my gynecologist prescribed me the powder of myoinsitol and folic acid. I do not want to gain any weight because of my ambitions. And most importantly, I feel good and healthy in my skin. Woo! So, That's a lot. There's almost every sentence has something that I want to address. I was just going to say, I think I'm going to log into the HA Instagram so that we can actually go line by line and oh, really it's like, personal. Oh, it I will, um, yeah. Screenshot it and just send it to me. Yeah. Just because I do think it's important. Like this could be so meaty that we could just like overgeneralize, but I think it would be just really beneficial for us to go, like you said, line by line address the major blind spot that we're seeing and then kind of like just kind of go from there and just see how this is potentially like a compounding blind spot issue yeah yeah so let's just see how far we get through this before (laughs) you and I have a call an interview with revive the cycle at 12 so deal okay so let's just start here with the one interesting thing actually is the blind she is aware of the blind spots in a way because she gave us all of the information that she knows is applicable yes um however Um, there she might not be aware that they are blind spots yeah and you're like honestly to her the only reason why we know this is because we coach so many women right? Mm -hmm. So like, I say this all the time. I thoroughly stand by it. When I coach women, I try to give them the coach perspective along with what, you know, what like they need, but simply because it's like, I only know this because I see like, cause like we've done hundreds of women recovering. Like you don't have that particular 
like lens. And so it's unfair for me for, for you to operate from there. Like, it's just not fair. You know what I mean? So yes. Okay. Let's dive in. I have them both pulled up side by side. So like we can get into it. Okay. So she is, is a, a bit above average height and she, from the span of one year, February last year to now, right? It's currently January. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gone from 65 kilos to 49 kilos. Yeah, I had to Google that. And I will have to say yeah. that her starting you should say point- the pa- Say the poundage out for- Yeah, huh, I have it up on. So 65, um, hold on, I had the 49. So 65 is 143. And I want to pause and recognize that- um, that's where I did. De- that's where I developed HA and I, Same, like- I lost my period at about 65, 64. Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, I, no, I didn't lose it. Like I was full blown in it, you know, any type right. of thing. Like I, oh yeah. I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think I probably lost mine around 155, mm-hmm. but that's just guessing. I don't have any actual evidence about that, but that's where I guess. And so, so just that in general, just want us to be really mindful. The first blind spot is we think that there's a particular weight that classifies us as developing HA. And that's not true, right? Um, but what makes this even worse is that she's at 49 kilos and that puts her at 108 pounds. That is at 167 centimeters. I know that that's quite lean. That is um, very, very lean, like just very lean very lean because I was very, very lean at 145. Granted, everyone's body is different. Body composition is different. So to hearing this and knowing that and she's what are you, like 163 lean? centimeters. Huh? And what are you height wise? You're like, oh, look, like yeah, let me do the centimeters. Um, 160 us Americans. <laughs> So 160, okay, no, sorry, sorry. 163 centimeters is 5'3", and that's about where I'm at. I'm so good. Yeah, you are. P.S., which puts this into bigger perspective, I would be dead. I mean, I, and I'm not over-exaggerating. Me at 108 pounds would be dead because at 145 pounds, I was like 13, 15% body fat. And I was already like a hormonal digestive absolute wreck I could not imagine losing 30 to 40 more pounds like like that actually puts me in like now a state of concern for this individual not saying that our body types are exactly the same I realize I carry more muscle but I'm still at concern of a woman being at 108 pounds through weight loss yes which brings us to a kind of the next blind. What, are we done on blind spot? Do we feel? Yes, that weight yeah. is uh, that like there's a certain weight. So that is a huge blind spot. Welcome to the club. We are all, we all function from there. Okay, next. Yeah. Okay, so it brings us into our next one, which is I lost weight in a healthy way with brisk walking. Um, yeah. Yeah. How you lose the weight can matter but doesn't always matter. It can be just that you lost the weight. Absolutely. That is a huge blind spot of, well, I didn't do a crash diet. I also lost weight in the healthy way and still developed HA. Your body doesn't particularly care. It's just the simple fact of less leptin, less body fat, less energy 
coming in. Your body doesn't particularly care how it was done. It's just, you're now at a threshold that is not supportive to ovulation. Yeah. And spot number two, that the way you lose weight matters. And I wish like we were doing like a video so we could do a big X. Oh, I have a buzzer that does that sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next time. Okay. Um, I don't eat red meat, pasta, potatoes, and sweets because of my beliefs to be more orientated towards nature. I eat fruit and vegetables primarily. Pause. It was, I don't eat pasta or potatoes because I am, right? Did like she say potatoes? Let me double check yeah, because I'm pretty yeah, sure potatoes, potatoes grow in the ground. Yeah. Potatoes grow in the ground. Yeah. And it's so night, night, nightshades basically. And red meat. I mean, at, you know, I think she basically means like a plant-based diet and has some you know, I have no, I actually have never really looked into like the beliefs behind veganism in fairness. So I have no idea. I'm guessing there's something about like, it's better for the environment in her opinion. I feel like we're throwing in pasta and potatoes because they're higher calorie. A and like, okay. and like we may potentially. So one of the questions, I think people do re- throw red, do that with red meat as well. Yes. Yes. I think because, um, pasta and potatoes are exactly what we would recommend to somebody to help them get their cycle. Well, not so much. I mean, pasta, do what you want. You know, the potatoes, I'm a stand firm on <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? But just because you do actually need glucose, your ovaries need glucose. Um, if your body didn't need glucose, it wouldn't go to such an extent from like, like creating a glycogenesis from uh, fat and protein in order to create glucose for your body um funny thing this actually goes straight into what I was just doing for the certification of it's interesting that we believe that the body doesn't like you hear this all the time the body doesn't need carbs okay I'll give you that but the body does need glucose so that's why your body makes it out of oh boom yeah fat and protein that's fine that's fine but we still need to acknowledge that your ovaries and your brain all function off of glucose. And that is why there's a backup mechanism for your body to do it. And that intense stress that is stressful on the body. You know what I mean? So blind spot number two, potentially I don't need starchy carbs, potentially um, type of thing. Yeah. It was like blind spot number three or four, but I am like wherever we're at, I knew we'd lose count quickly. Um, I think there's a second, like an additional blind spot in here too, which is, which also will come up again. Um, But that like, I, I don't know how to word this. I have beliefs. And so thus it should be fine for me to do this. Like uh, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have an effect. Yes. Y'all can't see my face, but that hit real good that I have this particular goal and whatever action steps it takes to get there should be permissible because of my Mm. goal. Yeah. I think we are all, we all can resonate with that. I, it comes up all the time in different ways, shapes and fashions that, it's like the most common way I hear it is like, but I'm just still uncomfortable with the weight gain. 
I, but I just still can't like I just should still be able to control this. Um, and that's a little bit more nuanced and specific and individual to each situation. Like different people have gained different amounts of weight or not gained any, but um, it, it's just this particular one is an example of like, so I have these beliefs, so I'm gonna need my body to like work around that. And it's like, I hear you. And absolutely there are things that will try with someone who's a vegan or vegetarian, but um you have to be open to the fact that you may only progress so far. Yeah. And I don't, and like, I don't think that this is really even like, none of this is our fault. So I just want to step like our beliefs, but I do think that we have been sold the lie that you can do anything. How many times do we tell women that you can do anything you can do anything. Just put well, your mind to it and you're dedicated and you get up exactly. at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you can get up at 5 a.m. You can train fasted. You could be a great mother. You can run. I mean, obviously, I'm going to go into my own personal rant, but you know what I mean? But I just think that we take that and apply that to everything because we've been told that we can do anything. And if we don't, it says something about us and our character. Exactly. So therefore, why can't I be basically vegan, excluding potatoes and pasta? You know what I mean? And There's probably more on that list, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And have a cycle. I was told I can do anything. And so I'm actually really, I mean, I get the, the like initial, I get the in, initial part. And I'm sure when someone like started that, they weren't like, please, apply this to every single part of your life. But I think that we have grabbed onto it and applied it to every single part of life. I think like we have overgeneralized what that actually means. And we've internalized it to every aspect of our life. And I'm like, your body's saying something else. Find spot number five, four, five. You can't do anything you want and have optimal health. Yeah. Oh, so good. I was like, I want that to be the name of the episode, but people might not want to listen to it. (laughs) I'll write it down. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have ambition to try modeling. To be honest, I've never felt stronger, more flexible and better. So, I mean, I don't think we have any judgment around the ambition to be a model. No, no problem with that. Uh, The problem is with the industry, but that's a whole other topic. Um, but it, that just kind of plays into, right? Like, well, what does, what is required? What do you think is required to be a model mm-hmm. and what like rules and restrictions have you put on yourself because of that ambition? Like what is the ambition itself causing you to do? Yeah. And so I know, can I just say that I would like for there to be more mid-size plus size models so that there's more diversity on Pinterest, but never mind that. Um, yes. So no beef, like it's not a blind spot. Oh, well, it could be a blind spot. If I'd love people. to be a model. Oh, yeah. Please. No, I, Danny, look at me. we're going to do that in our passion project after this one. Like we're going to like, like, no, we're not going to start a clothing brand, but I need people to see other types of bodies on Pinterest specifically. Even if we just do, I don't know, like, we'll just whatever table that that's a great big dream of ours. We'll, we'll do that anyways. But I think it is it a blind spot that the certain job that you are in 
require certain things that are not optimal to health. Again, not every job is optimal for health. Like I'm pretty sure like firefighters have to know obviously that they are at risk of smoke inhalation and all the damage that happens to that. You know what I mean? I'm sure anyone that works at a hospital that, or does some like shift work knows. Yes. Shift work. Yes. It is not optimal for health. It's actually considered like a carcinogen. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's like proven anyways. So I think we have to come to terms with, I am uh, attempting to break into an industry that is not optimal for health and could care less about healthiness and um, a menstrual cycle and ovulating. Like, like, yeah. like we just have to be, we have to go in with eyes open about that, knowing that there's potentially going to be some conflict. Some good examples. I've got two. Uh, yes. Go two, for it. Being an Olympian or an elite athlete, we are under the false belief sometimes um, that athletes are supremely healthy, right? But if you talk with one, they'll actually, oftentimes they'll tell you that that's absolutely not the case. Every single day they're getting up and they're sacrificing their body's homeostasis to continuously push it to its limits, to force it under a level of stress that will force it to adapt, to be a certain body weight, to win a gold medal, like to, you know, to stay light enough to do a triple axle or whatever it is. Like if these are choices they're making and sacrifices they're making for their health for human performance, how funny that none of us as a culture judge them for that. Oh, it makes perfect sense because of the Olympics, right? And so it's it's okay to make a choice. Hey, it's a victimless crime. You're the only one, right? But you you just can't have that expectation. And, you know, we have, a, I have a, a mate, I love this client. She's a helicopter pilot. Um, and she has to wear a uniform and that uniform requires like a certain amount of time. If you've got to order a bigger one and things like that. So it was really stressful for her, um, to like be waiting for this uniform to come as the current one is getting, um, tight. Right. And she has a lot of, there's probably more around it too, like, how she's perceived by her workmates and and concerns around what it's going to look like when she orders this new uniform. But you know what? She bloody did it because she knew that like those things are things that could hold her back and they could be reasons and excuses, right? My career, my job, you know, I can't, I think for most people, your weight impacting your job is an excuse. And I'm like most, most, most people. I, I can't really think of an example. Um. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full 
optimization, and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. You're on mute. You're on mute, but you don't know that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Now like I like lost my train of thought. Sorry, oh. skip over. Skip over me on this one. Okay. <laughs> All right next blind spot um okay i've never felt felt stronger or more flexible um yes blind spot yeah totally like number six or whatever up to yeah blind spot i think it's seven i don't know guys we will outline this probably i think it's six i think okay okay six is the blind spot is how i feel now is how i will always feel or how i feel now is definitely indicative of what's going on yeah, this is like blind spot six A and B. So A is the analogy. Okay, you, you go. Yeah, first. yeah. Okay, so, so you know, blind spot six letter A is how I feel now is how my body will feel three years from now, and nobody actually really knows, right? So like, but we have we have both gone through HA. We coach hundreds of women to regain their cycle, and what we do actually know from working with clients is this condition actually only gets worse and it does not get better with time. It deteriorates. Like your gut health may be able to withstand what is going on right now, but with a lack of biodiversity, um, a lack of estrogen, a lack of progesterone, a lack of leptin, just a lack of hunger hormones, just all these things will like trigger other symptoms. And this is why we start to see like one root cause 20 symptoms. And then people spend 
thousands of doc, uh, dollars with multiple doctors trying to play whack-a-mole with all the symptoms. And the truth is, is that if you would have told me two months into my HA journey that I was not healthy, I probably would have been like, you know, nothing you're like, you're lame. Screw you. You just don't. I'm healthy. My period is gone. And that's like Eh, happening elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my health. Exactly. Like I am the picture of health. You you won't be able to find a doctor who won't say that I'm not healthy, you know what I mean? Which is all technically true at that time. And at that time I did feel great. Well, one, I was also on cortisol. You know yeah, I mean? you are <laughs> guys. I have, got, oh my gosh, this week I've got to share my cortisol, uh, Dutch test. It was so out of this world. No wonder why I felt like I was on top of the world every single time I woke up. Cause my cortisol well, was- Ashley talks a lot about, or has in the past a lot about how she mourned and probably still does her. Oh, she, she felt great. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm getting all this stuff yeah, done it's... by 10 AM. I'm like firing off. I haven't had breakfast yet, but it'll go- Yeah. Yes. You know how much I got done by 10 AM. I was the most productive person known to mankind because I was so jacked up on cortisol. I kid you not. Like the way I envisioned how I used to be was that when my eyes opened, like I just shot out of bed. Like if someone had a cannonball, like that's how I would fire up like that fast. <laughs> like no wonder I was able to get all yeah. that done before 10 a.m. Because I was like running around like I was on crack. But that's a whole other thing. The point is, in that stage, there is no way you could have told me that this is going to get worse. You're not healthy. This is going to lead to gut issues. This is going to lead to your hair. This is going to lead to like just so much it mental distress, depression, anxiety all these things you could not convince me then. So the blind spot is, is that she's in this ignorant bliss moment that does feel nice and it is comforting. And there are moments in my journey where I wish I could have gone back to that when I was like, I knew nothing. Um, but that does not mean that, that the current state of health you are feeling is how you're going to feel in two years. Just because your body is resilient and is right currently right now fighting for homeostasis does not mean that it won't eventually give way. That's the blind spot. Yeah. That only comes from experience. So that's a true blind spot because, because you don't know what, like you don't know, mm. but okay. Mm. So six B you, well, the, the analogy I hear with this one, right. Where it's like, I, I feel really good. So I don't want to change anything. You're imagine you're driving somewhere and your check oil light comes on or your check engine light comes on and you're like, well, the car feels fine right now. So I'm going to ignore that. You wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you wouldn't. Yes. You acknowledge that the car feels fine because the check engine light has come on to warn me that, Hey, this is really low. You need to check this before we completely shut down. That is what is happening here. Or like you just, you can keep driving it, but you're going to be causing damage to other areas at a certain point, right? Just because it feels fine right now does not mean anything. There's something called pain threshold too. There could be a problem. You could have an injury. 
where um, you don't actually feel the pain till the injury gets to a certain point. And then you start to feel the pain or the discomfort or the tightness, or, you know, tendonitis, things like that. So this is why um, actually looking at your cycle and having a cycle and re- noticing how it, how it's going is good because you're getting the heads up or you're getting the information that you can't see. We cannot always see it or feel it. And that is the blind spot. Maybe this is blind spot six letter C is that like, you know, like we were saying is that like your feelings are real, but it doesn't mean that they're always valid. It does not mean just because you feel healthy, you know what I mean? And I don't want to really, I don't want to discredit how you feel in your body because that is something as women, we need to reclaim hundred percent. I feel, I feel a lot of things that are not valid. Yes. You know what I mean? Just like we feel quote unquote fat. Right. And while, you know, so like, I, but is that actually really what's going on or is there something else going on deeper? But anyways, again, feelings are real, but it doesn't mean that they're always true. Meaning that just like you were saying, like you feel great now, but that does not mean that you are actually healthy unless your definition of healthy is as a woman lacking estrogen and progesterone, which your brain is specifically designed to operate on. And there's estrogen receptors throughout your entire body that play multiple roles and you're okay without having that. If healthy to you is having massive digestive issues or, you know, like lack of hormones or not having the main hormones that you need. Having poor circulation or feeling cold all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Dude, we are like maybe halfway now. I know. Okay. Okay. I have never felt stronger, more flexible, and better. The yeah, blind spot so. here is it is it, well, okay. Well, real quick. Oh yeah, like how you feel as well. Then feeling strength and flexibility are not really relevant. Okay. Number I was okay, number seven. I was restricting calories in the past, but now I'm eating around 2000 calories per day. Yes. So number seven, um, we were also eating around 1800, around 2000 and fully developed HA. Um, again, this is not where an external source can tell you what your body needs to ovulate. Only your body gets to decide how much food or energy it needs in order to ovulate. And just because 2000, and so I'm speaking to my, to, to my former self, just because 2000 is way more than what everybody else is eating around you does not mean that your body should just do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just because you're eating more now than you used to doesn't mean you're eating enough. Yes. Huge blind spot. I see myself in this chick all over you know what I mean 100 I know this is why I love this email or this message mm-hmm. it's like oh yes uh, okay um since June I was under chronic stress because I moved to a new country and I'm studying and I constantly um you know I'm constantly starting to have a grades so this isn't really a blind spot necessarily she's like aware in this one um, I actually think, mm. sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I think this is a blind spot because I think right here, 
I think she's trying to direct us in the and, and push the blame to stress. And I'm not saying that stress has not played okay. a significant role. I'm not. But if you've been around here long enough, you talk, you have heard me talk about the stress bucket. And while this could play a role, the nutritional stress and the hormonal stress plus this lifestyle, like university moving is playing a role, but this is simply not the only reason why your cycle is potentially missing. I think if we just, the blind spot is this is just stress and there's nothing else playing a role. Yeah, or and the issue with this the bigger thing. Yeah. yeah, and so while I'm not saying that this isn't part of the stress bucket, it's not the main like thing that's sending you up and over and overflowing at the stress bucket. Um, and I think it's kind of one of those things of this is really tricky because everybody goes down this road and they're like, okay, well, once I'm out of university, once I'm out of this job, once I make more money, once this happens everything. I had a client who I knew stress, but like anxiety, stress over everything type of stress over every morsel type of food, whatever. Actually, I've had two clients like this right now, recently, obviously more, but right now that are coming to mind where one of them, I did know that a job change for her was going to be significant, but it wasn't enough to push her over. It was one of the big rocks that we had to handle was the stress but without increasing specifically her starchy carb intake, because she was crushing protein and fat, without increasing that starchy carb intake, she was not going to ovulate. And sure enough, she did. You know what I mean? So I just, I currently do not foresee this being the only thing that is actually impacting stress. I meant impacting a loss of a cycle. So that would be the blind spot, I think, is that, we think that this is the sole reason your cycle's missing. Yeah. So I was going to say some more thing where it's like, or, or the blind spot is that you think that stress is playing a bigger role than it really is. Look, we do talk about stress a lot and we do not invalidate stress. Um, stress is going to start to really show its head in how your existing cycle performs. You're really going to see stress show up in ovulation and luteal phase parameters more so than your entire cycle going missing. Um, Your cycle going missing is a lot more to do with um, the energy deficit, not having sufficient body fat, things like that. Uh, So absolutely it plays a role. Um, And if anything, you know, it, it could be more complex than that, right? Like the need to get like the, the stress caused by stuff, like trying to get best in the class or whatever is, um, you know, it causes you to like do restrictive behaviors. It's like a coping mechanism, things like that. Uh, and it's probably just not quite the contributor that you want it to be perhaps. Um, okay. Number eight ish or nine. I only noticed one problem. My period disappeared for about the last three months. So we kind of touched on this already, I think, but 
Um, the you know the blind spot here is thinking that this is happening in a vacuum. Everything else about you is in tip top shape, and the period thing is just like happening over to the side. And everything about your life is just like so fine, or like you are so healthy that it must be something else. Yeah. Um, and the really big thing is, is that the blind spot is that you currently don't know right now that this is going to cause a system wide effect, like system wide, you know what I mean? Um, and again, that's only from experience and actually either going through it for yourself or being in a community like the HA society where you hear everyone's story and everyone's experience or as a coach. So this is truly like a blind spot. And honestly, I lived in this for multiple years. I'm fine. I'm healthy. I'm the definition of health. I just don't have a cycle. So, Boom. yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also people who think, including us, look how healthy I am. Oh, yeah. That I'm so athletic, right? To think that athletic equals health. And so thus- yeah look at me. And I'm sure there's tons of doctors who actually probably agree with her. You're fine. Totally. Yeah. We've been there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm eating a balanced diet and I'm taking Blanky. a bunch of subs. So oh, yeah. we know this is a blind spot because you've already said the complete opposite earlier in the message. Yeah. Absolutely. That this, that there's no way that we're actually eating a balanced diet. Cause it sounds like you're only eating carbs and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're only eating veggies and fruit, those are technically carbs. Um, I'm just kind of worried about her fat intake. I'm worried about her protein intake. Um, and you would like the amount of food, which would definitely be larger than 2000 calories that you would have to eat in order to somehow even create the perfect mixture to get full nutrients, vitamins, minerals. I mean, at that point, you would be causing digestive issues. Absolutely. Like you would be like float up to like, like you'd be, you'd be like a hot air balloon. So yeah. Yeah. Big blind spot, big blind spot that, that we potentially don't know what a balanced diet is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Education. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to touch on the supplementation because it's just too specific, but, yeah. um, okay. And then, so let's get the very final statement here. I do not want to gain any weight because of my ambitions and mostly I feel good and healthy in my skin. So I think this is a little recap. Couldn't say it better myself, but the, you know what I mean? That all this is to justify my goal of not gaining weight, maintaining at an extremely low body weight and likely extremely low body fat percentage in order to be successful in an industry, um, that values that. And hundred percent. that's fair. If that is what you want to do. Um, like just kinda, gonna, you just can't have both. Yeah. Yeah. You just are not going to be able to cycle with these current habits in place. And we're not like, I don't know, this might anger people, right? We're totally fine. I remember the first time someone told me I can't have my cake and eat it too. If you could, we would be so successful right now. If we knew the answer to how you can have it all, 
Ashley and I would be selling that all over the place. We'd be millionaires. We'd, we'd be making cash money, you know, and that's, but there is no one out there who can give you all of it. Yeah. yeah. We wish, we wish, but that, like, that's how you know that we are telling you from love the truth so that you do not have to waste any more time. Um, check your blind spots, y'all. Yeah. Check your blind spots. Look over your shoulder, shoulder check. Ask a friend, get in, get an objective opinion. Um, and honestly, ask yourself, do you want confirmation of your habits or are we actually interested in the truth? Absolutely. So Ashley and I have a couple things that you can do, some like next steps that you know anyone can take if you're having a moment where you're like, wow, okay. I might have a whole bunch of blinds because I need to start unpacking. You are in for a journey, my friend. We have a, a bunch of stuff because I feel like this is really at the core of what we do. Um, we have the DIY Restore program. This is new. Okay, so you guys heard us recently talk about the Restore program live. We heard about, it was a small group and it was live and it was at a higher price point, we heard that a lower price point option would be much enjoyed. We have created that for you that will help you work through all of that. It's pre-sale is up mm-hmm. right now at the hasociety.com forward slash restore. So you can go get that. It's, is it 187 Ashley? I think so. I think that's what we want to bring it up. Mm-hmm. 187 a whole year of access to the HA society as well so you can get our support in there with all of this work we also have the period recovery game planner is really helpful for uncovering blind spots around food and exercise you can get that from the um our website as well the hasociety.com forward slash store that's like 37 bucks you know these are really um really accessible ways to help you start figuring out some blind spots. And we have the blind spot checklist, which is free. That's at yes. the society.com forward slash blind spot. And that is, it just has a bunch of suggestions of places for you to start looking. This stuff is deep work. Mm-hmm. Um, more than the, more than a free PDF can give you. So you definitely need to dig deep, find that, um, a like that accountability, find that person to give you that third party objective. And don't worry if you are scared or if you are uncomfortable with any of the concepts that you heard today or that you come up against in your own work, because there just has to be, there has to be a first time and there has to be a first reaction. Mm -hmm. But the more that you work at it, it will all start to make sense and it all starts to unravel. And then you become like Ashley and I. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, oh gosh, look at all my blind spots. <laughs> may or may not be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any closing thoughts, Ash? No, I'm just really happy that, um, yeah, that like we're doing this. And I just want you to know that like, this was us. This is a safe place to come and say, 
Hey, so about those blind spots, I have them. And just know that you're going to be met with love and compassion and understanding, but also um, just truth delivered in love. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. I'm excited. This was awesome. Thank you guys. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about TempDrop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs. And then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction. TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code so just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code afha society i think too if you just go to tempdrop.com and and use um, afha society at the checkout that will work too so happy temping and good luck This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for 
anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp which is important for overall thyroid function which is often low in women with underperforming hormones so rather than eat seaweed snacks every day i get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine so if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society just HA Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.